Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. It's a Monday. We're starting a new week. I hope you're doing well wherever you're listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. And now how can we live from the freedom that has already been fully provided through Christ, and how can that impact every area of our lives? And so the last time we were talking about temptation and just wanted to do a follow-up on that because I heard this, um, I heard this comment recently, uh, and so I wanted to unpack that today. The comment basically went like this. Um, uh, he said something to the effect of, I'm, I'm just ready for God to take this addiction from me. Uh, or I, I'm, I'm just waiting, or I'm just ready for uh, God to take take this addiction away. And so I wanted to unpack that because uh, I, I could relate to that at a time in my life, uh, but now God has given me a new shift and a new perspective on on even that. Uh, and so, uh, so I want to unpack that. So maybe you're asking yourself that question today. Maybe you are still struggling with the fleshly behavior, and you're, and, you know, you've been dealing with this for so long you can't even remember, uh, and you're just maybe in that place where you're like, uh, God, I just wish you would take this from me. I just really wish that you, you know, you, you, and we think, well, He has the power to do that. Why has He not done that? This behavior, and so. Uh, so I want to talk about that, and, and that was a question that I would say that I asked. Like, God, you you uh, say that you came to set me free, so why haven't you set me free from this behavior? And again, a lot of this goes, a lot of this goes back to I did a, I did a three part series a few weeks ago. I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. I'm not going to unpack all of that uh, in in this episode, but. It goes back a lot to our focus on what Christ actually came to set us free from. Did he came to did he come to set us free from from individual sins, or did he come to set us free from the power of sin uh, and sin and death, as you will, spiritual death? Is that what he really came to set us free from, or all these behaviors that we're struggling from? And so, so that's where I want to kind of start with that: is that that. Um, this this Christian experience, this Christian life that we're now living, we're not living from a place of lack. We're not living from a place of missing anything. We actually have everything that we need in Christ. And now the the journey is, the process is learning and knowing and accepting and embracing what I already have. I have a gold mine, if you will, the treasure, uh, abundant treasure of Christ in me. And do I do I really know that? And so, uh, so as I'm dealing with a, an addictive behavior, okay, remember behavior uh, that is not who I am. It's unnatural for me to go to that because Christ has done something at the core of who I am. He has fully set me free. I'm not striving for freedom. I'm not lacking in freedom. I'm actually not lacking anything. I've got the fullness of his freedom in me. I am now just learning how to choose to live from that. And so, again, it's a paradigm shift. It's a perspective shift that we can say, oh, I'm not free from this behavior, so I must not be free. No, you're free. You're just you're just still dealing with and struggling with these fleshly behaviors, which, by the way, every Christian still has some of those, uh, whether it be pornography or some other kind of fleshly behavior. We all still have those. We're still 
dealing with the flesh, because the flesh will not go away this side of heaven. It is still uh, an influencer on us, coming at us, but Christ is working in us. Uh, so the first thing we need to know is that uh, when we say when that comment comes, I understand where it's coming from. We just want God to kind of swoop down and wave a magic wand, if you will. We may not say it like this, but that's kind of how we want, and just like totally just remove it. And so what I want us to know is that in the deepest sense, in the core of who you are, Christian, God has already done that. He has already dealt with the sin issue. The sin issue between God and man is over. Jesus said it's finished. He set you free from the power of sin, and he's forgiven you from all of your sins. And again, like I said, if you don't understand the difference in that, I would encourage you to go back to uh, the three-part series I did on what is freedom in Christ, because I talked about the difference between the power of sin and individual sins that we commit, okay? Um, and so, so we now, our identity is that we are now in Christ. We have been set free from the power of sin, and that is no longer our nature, no longer our identity. We now have the fullness of Christ that is living in us. And so as I, as, I, as I hear this statement, which I said many times, I just wish God had taken this away from me. Well, that wish had already happened. I just didn't realize because I was focused on a behavior of him taking away a behavior, but it's always an inside out thing. It's always an inside out transformation that God does. He's, first of all, I had to realize what I already had in Christ, that I was fully set free, that I was living from a place of freedom, not striving for freedom. I was, he, he is my freedom, that I wasn't going after something I thought I was, that I was missing or lacking, but that I had everything I needed in, in Christ. And now I was learning to choose to let him deal with the temptation, let him fight the flesh versus me pretty much spending 20, my year, 20 years of my life trying to, trying myself to fight the flesh, trying my, myself to battle the flesh when that's not possible for us uh, in our own self-sufficiency to win the battle over the flesh, to defeat the flesh. In fact, the other thing happens, the opposite effect happens, the harder we try, the more we focus on it, the more we try to defeat the flesh, the harder it gets to do it, and we actually don't experience what we already have, which is victory and freedom in Christ. So that was the first shift that God had to do in me and reveal to me was that this is already true, Matt. This is already true. You have everything you need. And here's the verse I want to want to work from today, uh, and I, I think I mentioned it even in the last podcast or a couple episodes ago. Is Second uh, Peter one three, Second Peter one three says this: His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world. So there you go. <laughs> uh, powerful verses. I use Second uh, Peter 3 all the time because it says, you know, the word, there's certain words that are all-inclusive words, like all, like every. Okay, well, he uses the word everything in this verse. So his divine power, so what is it? It's his divine power, not your power, not you trying to get stronger to defeat you know, the temptation, okay? It's his divine power that has now given us what? Some of the things? No, he's given us everything we need for what? For life and godliness. So what if, what if I knew 20 years ago, or, you know, now it's been 30 plus years ago, what if I knew then that I had everything I needed for life and godliness? I didn't believe that. 
That was a lying belief that I had. I was still missing something. I was still lacking something. I still needed to learn more or fight the battle better or whatever the messaging was that was coming at me that I was accepting as truth. And it was a lying belief. I was missing something. No, I had, by, I, I had his divine power living in me, in Christ. I didn't really realize that. I didn't, I didn't know even how to tap into that. And so he, but it says here, he's given me everything I need for life and godliness. Are you kidding me? I'm here. I'm dealing with this temptation. I'm dealing with this behavior. God, I just want you to take it away from me. And he's saying he already has at the core of who I am. It's not a behavior that he's taken away or the, or the, you know, the, 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 the flesh hasn't gone away. The temptations haven't gone away. The, the influence of the power of sin hasn't gone away, but all those things are now not in me. What is in me? His divine power which has done what? It's given me everything I need for life and godliness. Through what? Through our knowledge of him uh, who called us. He called us by his own glory and, and his goodness, okay? And so then what, what the, in verse 4 goes in, so he's given us his very great and precious promises. These are the promises. What is the promises? He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Why are these promises so precious? It says there, so that through them, so what is it? Through them, not me or me trying to figure it out. It's through them, God's promises, Christ himself in me, that I now am able to what? Participate in the divine nature. I love this. He invites us to participate by expressing his life that we already have in us to other people. We express that and then we escape the corruption in the world. So we've already escaped the corruption in the world because we're not in the we're not we're not um, we're not we're in the world. But we're not of the world, but we've escaped the corruption of the world. Think about that. That's a powerful thing. We we've already escaped, and his his precious promises have already been given to us that we have everything we need for life and godliness. And so these are powerful truths that we can live from. Again, as we say that the comment is, 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 it's not a condemnation of that question or con. I just want God to take this away from me. Now we can shift our paradigm, our paradigm shift away from our thoughts and beliefs of thinking, well, this is just something that God's never, I just, and we, cause we can get angry at God. Why, didn't, why don't you just take this away from me? And in the deep, what I want us to know, in the deepest sense, he, he's already ta- set us free from the power of sin. We now have a new power source, and he's put everything into us that we need for life and godliness. So we don't, we're not missing anything. If, if that's my thinking, then I can wake up every day, moment by moment, already knowing and believing because of his precious promises that I have already escaped the corruption of the world, and now I get to participate in his divine nature, because it lives in me. Totally different way of thinking and approaching temptation, the flesh, addiction, because now I'm saying I'm already free. And sure, the temptations still may come. They're going to come. The flesh is still coming at us. The world is still coming at us. Uh, the, the power of sin is still coming at us. All those things are still coming at us, but guess what? We've, we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. His divine power, which is greater than all those things, by the way, and so what do I do? I begin to now choose, I begin to choose to believe that is true, to trust in his very great and precious promises, and then I live through them. Then I get to participate. Okay, I'm still an active participant. What's my, but well, here's what's my participation. My participation is to believe that I have everything for life and godliness, 
to trust in his great and precious promises, and then let him be the one to fight the flesh, fight the temptation, the behaviors. And as those belief systems change, the thought life changes, the emotions are going to line up with all of that, and then guess what's going to happen? I know we want this to happen first, but then the behaviors are going to begin to line up with that. That's the inside-out working. It's always through the belief systems, then the thoughts, then the emotions, okay, which I want to do a series on emotions here in a, in a few weeks, uh, and then our behavior. We want the behavior then, and then everything else is going to, no, we, we do what we do because we're believing something. And if I'm believing, I just want God to take this behavior away from me. Well, in one sense, that's just, that's not going to happen because he's already given you everything he can give you. He's already given you everything for life and godliness that we need for life and godliness, So our choice now then becomes to trust that, to believe that. And, and as I said earlier, a guaranteed way to uh, experience defeat uh, from the flesh or from this, these influencers that are coming at us is to focus on those things and to try to avoid them. The more we do that, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kinda like um, saying I'm going to go on a diet and yet looking at the menu at an ice cream shop every single day. It ain't going to work, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be focusing on all the things that I need to avoid, but yet putting it right in front of my face every single day. So we don't we don't experience this uh, freedom and victory uh, by by trying to avoid something, by trying to avoid the flesh. We don't experience this over the flesh by trying to be preoccupied with it. We actually are to be obsessed and focused on Christ. We focus on Him. Not on the influencers, not on sin, because he, again, as I've said earlier, he has already dealt with the sin issue between him and us. He has. And so now we can focus on his life, which lives in us, the Spirit, and we can walk by the Spirit because that is what we have in us. So as we begin to think about, let's just, let's just make this personal. We think about the addiction. We've struggled with this, maybe with a... With a with lust, we've struggled with the fleshly behavior of pornography, all of that for, for years, as I did for like 20 plus years. And, and, and then as I began to kind of enter into this, this journey of it, you know, it was like, it was my focus at first was I needed to get rid of all the things that were going to trip me up. I was focused on all the, you know, I had to get rid of my computer, I had to get rid of everything. And some of those things were helpful for, for a time being, but it was all an effort uh, to keep me from failing instead of focusing on what I already had. That was initially my approach, and I had been doing this, that kind of approach for years and years. Just try to, you know, get stay off the internet or stay off this or just get. It was like every day was like, you know, I, I got to watch where I go, what I look at, what I see. I mean, it's like a minefield of lust and temptation all around me. So I've just got to, okay. And so I was focused on all of those things instead of instead of looking for all those things instead of fixing my eyes. On Jesus, I don't think this this is not uncommon because as I as I listen to the advice given, I've read all read a lot of books on this, and even just in, in ministries that have this, is this is the way the approach is given: is that we're supposed to deal with and manage all the things that are coming at us, as opposed to focused on what is already in us, which is what, which is everything we need for life and godliness. Everything, not some things, everything we need. Do we know we have everything we need? 
so that's it's not uncommon though to view it this way as I did because that's how we think we're supposed to you know deal with this. Uh, but as you've probably experienced in your own life to varying degrees, as you've done those things, they're not producing long-lasting freedom, and they're not doing anything to challenge our belief systems. And so that's where you know the root of this behavior is coming from, is a belief system. If I believe that God's just supposed to take this away from me, if that's still my core belief, at some point I'm waiting on something that God's already done. He's already given me everything I need for life and godliness. He's set me free from the power of sin. He's put His Spirit into my spirit in union with, with, with me, and He is now my life. He is now my source. <clears throat> he is now my freedom. All those things are now realities, present-day realities, not someday in the distant future in heaven. They are now present and realities in my life right now. So my choice then, but here's, the, here's where the choice comes. What do I choose? I choose to fix my mind on Jesus. I, I now can have a preoccupation with Christ. I can be obsessed with Christ in me, if you will. And I can, believe, I can believe that as I get up every day, that's the walking by the Spirit. That's the relationship. Trying to overcome it is not walking by the Spirit. Okay. Walking in the Spirit is believing that I already have everything I need for life and godliness, and now I choose to walk out of that. Okay, He does the walking in and through us. I choose. I choose. The power of choice is still there. If I'm choosing to focus on defeating the flesh or that God hasn't set me free from this, why won't He just swoop down and take this away? Well, that's not walking by the Spirit because now I already have the life of Christ in me. His life gives me the victory. It gives me the victory. He has set me free. We are now living by his life. It doesn't make any sense. And this is where another paradigm shift for me came because I was always like, okay, God, I know that Christ died for my sins. He, he has given me forgiveness of sins, victory from sins, all of this. And then now after the Christian life, all that I was, most of what I was being told to do, it was up to me to now have continuous victory and freedom over sin. It, does, it didn't make any sense to me. At some point, it was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me Christ died for my sins to give me victory and forgiveness from sins. But now after I'm saved, it's up to me to keep it. It's up to me to get it. It's up to me to work for it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we, are not, we were saved not only from sins, okay, the verb of sin, the actions, but we were saved from sin's power. How? By his life now that's in and through us. That's how, as he lives, as we choose to let him battle all those things and him defeat all those things, we choose that. And his life in us does what? It expresses. We participate in the divine nature. That's the participation, is choosing. We sit back and we say, go God. We say, yay, spirit, because you're the only one that can defeat this anyway. And so, so we now have, we allow the full power of Christ to flow in and through us. We're not just robots. We have a, we have a part to play. It's, it, is now, it is now choosing to trust that we have everything we need and then allowing these promises that are true, we choose them, we choose to participate in this. And actually what happens is we actually experience rest. We, 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 we experience what Scripture calls a spiritual rest. And that's how we actually experience this victory and freedom because we're, we're choosing to trust what we already have in Him. We already have it. 
We, we believe that, we trust that, and that, we, when, we, when we're actually, it doesn't mean that those influencers go away still, but it means, oh wait, I'm, 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 I'm choosing to trust Christ as my life. And the more and more that becomes a reality in your life, uh, Christ as your life, okay, not that you're missing life, you have the fullness of his life in you as you choose that, it's the remedy for every temptation. It's the remedy for the flesh. It's the remedy for, for anything that's coming at you is still his life. Just like his life sets you free from uh, sins and sets you free from the power of sin, it's his life in you that is the remedy and the solution for every temptation that comes your way. And I know it can get discouraging because you're like, man, I just want this to go away. Just want this. I said that hundreds of times, and then the shift began to happen. The mind began. God began to challenge my beliefs in my mind and reveal. And I had to then reject those lying beliefs and say, you know what? This is not true. This is not true. God, God, God's not. I'm not. I don't have to wait for God to swoop down and take this away because He's already done everything. He's given me everything I need for life and godliness by His Spirit that lives in me. And the life of Christ that's being now lived in me and expressed through me will be what is going to save me and save you from whatever temptation, whatever fleshly behavior is coming through. It's always Christ's life. It's always Christ's life that that is that is where your victory is. It, it, that's where it lies. He's going to be the one that's going to effectively deal with anything that comes your way. When I try to wrestle that away from him and I try to be the one to deal with it, then I'm not truly experiencing spiritual rest. I'm trying to live out of my own self-sufficiency or my own way or my own plans. And so I wanted to address this. That, that statement, if you've been saying it, if it's been something that's been a reality, it's okay to express the frustration to God. He knows everything about you. But maybe today, maybe today he's inviting you as a way of participating Okay, instead of God think you instead of you thinking that God has to swoop down and take this away from you, what if what if you believe that you had everything you need for life and godliness? What if that the actual solution you already have, which is in which is Christ in you, his life in you? What if by a daily choice of trusting and depending on his life and that becomes more and more of a reality, that is your source of freedom. That is your source of Victory, And he's going to handle everything that comes your way because he's the only one that can produce spiritual life anyway. We, our role as participants in this divine nature is to choose. To choose. Which way are we walking today? Are we walking in the flesh? Are we walking in the spirit? Because he's not going to make robots and he, he still gives us the power of choice. Am I going to choose to live by his life in me? Or am I going to choose my own way or my own whatever in trying to deal with these fleshly behaviors? And as more and more that becomes a reality, we don't have to say things like, I just wish God would take this away from me because he already has. He already has because he's not, it's not about a behavior that he's taken away. He's given you his life. Now it's a relationship that he's given to you. And we learn to walk in that relationship and we learn to live from his very life, which is in us. And that's our source. It's always a person. It's always a person. So maybe that statement that comes today to you and it's still there and you're like, okay, 
I would encourage you to go to Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. I would encourage you to go to the Scriptures that talk about that we already have the freedom in Romans 6, that we've already been given the freedom, that we already have victory in Christ, that we already have those things. Those are already realities for us. And, and, and my experience of that is now to trust that that is true because those are very great and precious promises. And now what's my role? I participate by choosing to trust that that is true. That that is true. That's my hope and my prayer for you as you continue to walk in this freedom journey. That's the solution. And we get to choose and we have a choice. And I'm not saying this is going to be easy. It's simple. We've made it complicated. It's simple, but not always easy because we've gone to these lying beliefs for so long. We've believed the lie for so long that it's now truth to us. And so we just think, well, you know, God could take this away from me, but he just won't do it for whatever reason. He did it for somebody else, but he won't do it for me. That's a lie. It's a lie. And the sooner we agree with God that it's a lie, then we can, the sooner that we can now be aligned with his truth, because the truth will, will really set us free. I pray that for you today. I pray that for you this week. Uh, and I, that's my prayer, that you trust that you have everything you need for life and godliness. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Please reach out to us. We do offer one-on-one coaching. Uh, and we have a new men's group. It's going to be coming up here in the month of September. So if you're interested in that, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and there are some financial investments in those two things, but we would love to uh, walk with you in your own journey to freedom. Also, a way you can encourage uh, us on this podcast to keep us going is to support us financially. We are getting ourselves out to more and more countries and more and more uh, places where I think we're in like 25 plus countries now. And so God's continuing to use this to minister to people. And we can't do this without you. So if you love, if you would like to do that, there's a couple of ways that I'll leave in the description that you can uh, support us. And so thank you for listening today. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.